Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. We're going to go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 23 through 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Verse 23 through 27. And when you get there, say amen. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 23. And it reads, And this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be partaker thereof with you, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all? But one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore... So run not as uncertainty, as uncertainly. So fight I not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. I want to preach on this subject title here today: the making of a child of God the making of a child of God amen let's lift our hands one more time and give thanks unto the Lord God we thank you for your sweet spirit that is here ministering to your precious people God it is an honor to be in your house it's an honor to be in your presence and as we have worshipped you and praised you God, we want to give complete honor and reverence to you in your house here today. God bless your people. And we thank you, God, for the goodness and the mercy and the love of God that has been presented to us and given to us as a gift. We thank you, Lord, for it here today. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. The making of a child of God. I know that um, in the Word, there's some powerful things. As a matter of fact, let's just stop here. Let's, let's say a word of prayer, if we could, in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, whatever the need is, God, I ask your touch. I ask your ministering here today, God, upon the need. Lord, let the power of your spirit move and minister, God. Bring forth an answer, Lord, here today to the need. We trust you in this. We praise you in this, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are our healer, our deliverer. 
You are our victory here today, God. Let there be a ministering of your spirit right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. God, let your spirit move and minister, Lord. Take control in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The making of a child of God. I know that um, there's been a lot of questions, a lot of questions in this hour that we're in. And even questions at times, just wondering what God is doing, what he's going to do. And the reason why I say this is there's a lot of times that we pray and God answers quickly, but yet we pray at times and it seems like God doesn't even hear. We're trying to figure out what is actually going on, what is actually going on in this hour. Um, we're trying to figure it all out. And there's been a lot of questions. There's been a lot of uh, thoughts here about this that we have needed answers for. But there was a uh, prophecy that was given by Claudette Walker. And uh, Sister Claudette Walker, uh, her husband Marvin Walker, many of you know them. Matter of fact, Bow has uh, received the Holy Ghost, I believe, at the Walker's church. And uh, we're glad he's here with us today, and he's attending SIUE. But there is, there is a prophecy that was given that is very timely. And in this prophecy, it has answered many of my questions and my wife's questions, and I really believe it's going to answer some questions that you have also. It gave me a strength when I read it to understand where we're at, what's going on, what God is doing. Um, in this prophecy, the prophetic word, it was given on Sunday at their church in Mich Flint, Michigan, or Troy, Michigan, I'm sorry, Troy, Michigan, on a Sunday, November the 29th, 2020, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. It was for the body of Christ. And it says this, I would like for you to listen to it very closely because I feel like it's something that's really going to help each and every one of us. It says, my precious children, the Lord speaking to the church, my precious children, I would say unto you today that I understand that you do not understand. I feel your confusion. I feel your heaviness. You have cried out to me, but many of the things that you have asked of me I have denied I understand that this is difficult for you my call unto you today my children is to trust me I am asking you to trust me I have you in a spiritual gym I am adding weights to the barbell each day this is not because I am an uncaring father, but because I am a loving father. I know how strong your spiritual muscles must be to endure these last days. So I add more weights to the barbell. Your faith muscles must exert and become stronger to fight 
and to stand in this day when the spirit of Antichrist is exponentially increasing every day. The war is raging. My children and I am preparing you to become victors. Do not despise the process that I am putting you through. I am causing you to lift heavy weights. Every time that you lift the weight and declare my word in spite of how you feel, your faith in me grows. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. So I urge you to bathe yourself every day in my word. Cling to my word. Speak my word in spite of what you see. And your faith will grow. You will not only make it through these last days, but you will be strong and will do exploits. I must not pamper you. I must not coddle you, but I must train you. My coming is nigh, even at the door. Yet before I come, there will be a great outpouring of my spirit. I am preparing you to bear the weight of my glory. Stand against these evil spirits that come against you, my children. Although I allow heaviness upon the inhabitants of the earth. This day I am raising you up, for I am training you. Now I ask you, when I come, will I find faith on the earth? The enemy is trying to sever your faith, for that is your lifeline to me. Whatever you must do, do not allow that to happen. Cling to my word. Cling to me like never before. I am requiring blind faith from you. When you walk in darkness, still trust in the light of my promises. Be patient, my children. I love you with an everlasting love. I love you so much that I am training you to stand and to trust in the process of my plan. When I read that, the Lord is speaking to his church in Troy, Michigan. I felt like that the Lord was speaking to Landmark. Because I know that at Landmark, we've had, we've had parallels of this word. Sister Burke, uh, the same day, uh, preached a message. We were online that connected us with this same thought. There's been teaching, there's been preaching that has been going forth. There's been dreams and visions that God has spoken to us as a church body that has connected us with this same thought. And in this gym that we're in, this gym that is exercising us, sometimes we don't like the pressure and the exercising and and the lack of answers and not hearing the voice speak and, and in confusion we tend to get to a point where we feel that we don't understand what's going on but yet the word has went forth and the teaching has went forth and the, and the, the things of the word that have went from forth in this church has also 
conditioned us for that time of exercising and preparing us for a greater day to keep believing, to keep trusting, to keep being thankful for what God is doing because he has this. We're in a gym. We're in a process here. And uh, one of the things that I, I found out that there is a percentage of Americans who, who own running shoes but don't run. And you know what that percentage is in America? 87% own running shoes but they don't run I have running shoes a couple of pair in my closet I don't run like I used to I seem to run and run and run with all kinds of things but I'm not running like I would run in a race but there is some exercising and some conditioning that goes into to make us the child of God that we need to be I know Sister Jen has, uh, I want her to, to give us some thoughts here for just a moment about that exercising and, and, and lifting weights. So we're talking about a spiritual gym. In relation to that, it's so relatable. Beginning of the year, January, everybody, you're going to see everybody working out. And here they are. They're going to go to the gym. They're going to try to be strong man, lift weights, and they're going to struggle so hard. You're going to run, and you're going to be out of breath the first 10 seconds you're running. How is that relatable to our spiritual lives? We want to fight this fight, but we don't want to read the word. We don't want to pray. We don't want to prepare our spiritual muscles for, for what's coming. We want to go in cold turkey because it's easier. It's, it's exactly fleshly. It's exactly like our physical body as it is spiritual. We can't just go in without training. We have to train our spiritual muscles. And if you want to be a part of this army of God, we have to do that daily. We have to train our, muscle, our spiritual muscles daily. We've got to put the phone down. We've got to put the things of the world down. Shut the, the TV off. Shut whatever we do on our spare time, books, and prepare our muscles, prepare our faith muscles, read the word, put this world aside, because that's not what's going to matter. What's going to matter is when God comes, you're going to be like, oh man, I did not prepare. Hopefully I'll make it. Hopefully me praying right now will make, make me survive this fight when the Antichrist comes. That's not enough. It's not enough. Thank you, Sister Jen. We're in a gym. God has got us in the gym. Some things we don't understand. Sometimes things we don't, we're not sure about. But when I read this, this prophecy that was given to the church, it's speaking not just to the church in Troy, Michigan, it's speaking to all the churches. This is where God has us, and God is making us into a, um, into a child of God through this process of conditioning we might have prayed prayers. I know we have, and we've wondered where the answer is. But yet, through it all, we've still got to trust God. We've got to trust his word. We've got to stand upon the power of the word of God. I know a lot of times we pray the prayers and we expect answers right away, and there's nothing wrong with that. We trust God. We pray because we believe. 
We pray because we believe that God will hear and he will answer and he will answer in his timing. It might not come as quickly as we want, but sometimes when it doesn't come as quick as we want, we begin to question. We begin to maybe doubt or that fear sets in that maybe God is not hearing me today. Oh yes, God is hearing your prayers. Oh yes, God is, he knows exactly where you're at. He knows exactly where we are individually. He knows exactly where we're at as a church body. Amen. That God has been speaking these things to us and conditioning us all along through the process of time. We're lifting the weights to prepare ourselves for that time where we're not only going to be able to help ourselves, but to be able to help others along the way. Amen. The church is in a strengthening time. There is a great need for conditioning and building up muscles, and it's not easy. I remember at times when I would run, and I would run, and I would run, and I would just go out and just try to take off running, and when I got finished, my the next day, my my muscles would hurt and, and uh, uh, my back would hurt and everything in my body would hurt because I was not ready for it. I was not trained for it. But yet when I get to that point of conditioning and building muscles and lifting weights and understanding that I've got to have the training to be prepared for that day that I'm going to have to go to battle and I'm going to have to fight in the spirit realm, I've got to be ready as a church, as an individual, amen. There is a great need for the conditioning. If you feel like God has been silent, let me say this, this is what the prophecy is saying, if God has been silent to you, trust him. Because the Bible says that he is faithful to come through with these promises that he has promised. Amen. He has a plan, and that plan sometimes is far above our plan. His ways are far above our ways. And he understands what's down the road. He is completely engaged with his church. He is completely engaged with his people that are called by his name. He is engaged with us. Amen. And he is there in the good times and he is there in the difficult times. The church is in a strengthening and a conditioning place. God is making children of the Lord out of us. He's making people of faith out of us. He's making prayer warriors out of us. He's making people that walk in the supernatural out of us. He's making people that stand upon the word of God no matter what the word or the world says. Or whether, no matter how the world responds to it, we have a word from God and we have a purpose in God's plan and he's conditioning us through the gym process and the working of those spiritual muscles for the great work for this hour. It was Esther in the Bible that had been trained all of her life. She didn't even realize all the training that was going in to her life from the time she was a child until the time she got older. And she entered into the palace and became the queen of, of that uh, country at that time. She all along was going through a process. And I know that in Esther's life that there were times that she wondered, why do I have to go through this struggle? 
Why do I have to go through this pain? Why do I have to go through this time of confusion? Why do I have to go through this captivity in another country? She probably had times that she wondered and thought and questioned what was going on like we have. But all along it was going through a process of training and conditioning for a purpose for such a time as this. She had been trained and conditioned all of her life for that hour. She just needed a word to show her the way. It's not just about us being saved here today. It's not just about us being able to make it to that heavenly place. And that is very important. But it's also about being strong enough. Being spiritually strong enough in muscles being built up and conditioned for this hour for us to be able to survive the onslaught of the things of this world, but also for us to have enough strength to take another soul with us. It's not all about us. It's also about those that are around us. It says in Esther chapter 4, verse 13 and 14, then Mordecai, her uncle, commanded to answer Esther after she was starting to question if she should go into the king. I have not been called into the king's palace. And he began to say, Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. What he was saying to her is, Esther, you are thinking only about yourself and only about surviving yourself. But what about it here? If you don't act upon these things that God God has trained you in all of your life, then think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews, because if you don't do what God is wanting you to reach out and reach others in this world, then you could fail also. If you're not going to have the strength and conditioning to help reach others, you might not be able to make it yourself. And he goes on in verse 14, for if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. Esther, if you don't follow what God is trying to get you to do to reach out to help Israel and help the Jews, then it's not, if it doesn't come from you, God's got a plan. It's going to come from another place. It's going to come from another soul that is ready and willing to reach out to the others that are hurting and that are struggling and that need to be lifted up but thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed and who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. I thank God that he's put me in this time frame of the 2020. I know there is a world out there beyond landmark right here today that need to be reached. It's not just about us treading water enough and having strength enough to keep our nose above the water so that we don't go down and drown ourselves. But it's more about a conditioning and preparing spiritual muscles in our lives for us to survive the onslaught of the ways of the world today. But it's also to gain strength to the point where I can reach others and bring others to the cross of Calvary and for them to find deliverance and repentance in their lives. Amen. I've got to be strong enough not only to keep my head above water, but I've got to be strong enough to be able to salvage and reach 
reach out and touch somebody else and keep them from drowning also. Amen. Esther, it's not all just about you, but if you try to just save yourself, you might be lost also. It's about building up the training and conditioning to the point where you are able to be able to help yourself and also help others. Help others along the way. There's a lot of people in the Bible that Moses was in train, or people were in training. Moses was one of them. It says in the book of Exodus, chapter 3, verse 1 through 4, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert. You ever felt like you were on the backside of the desert at times? I know I have. I know you have too, whether you shake your head yes or not. I know you have. We've all been on the backside of the desert at times wondering where in the world is God? Question marks trying to figure this out. But yet we do have a word. We do have a word from the Lord that will help us to understand that we're not going to give up. We're not going to quit. You've got a pastor and a pastor's wife here today that we're not going to quit. We're not going to give up. We're not going to back down from the enemy because the enemy has no power whatsoever when it comes to the power of God's people. When we learn how to pray like we are, when we learn how to worship like we are, there is no power in hell that can come over against the church of the living God. Hallelujah. Landmark, you've got power here today. God has been conditioning you every step of the way. Moses was on the backside of the desert, but there was a time he was in Egypt, and he was with Pharaoh, and, and he didn't realize it at the time as he, as he had his fun and, and lived in the palace of Pharaoh that God was preparing his life and building spiritual muscle in his life to be able to lead the children of Israel across the Red Sea and out of Egypt into a place promised land he was on the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God even to Horeb and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush and he looked and behold the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed and Moses said I will now turn aside and see this great sight why the bush is not burnt and when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here am I. It was a training process. God speaking to us in different times during our walk with the Lord and telling us that we just don't need to quit. We don't need to give up. We need to keep moving forward. When there's questions in our mind, I'm sure that uh, Moses had questions in his mind because he was in Pharaoh's house. He had everything that he even ever needed in life as far as the world's concerned but yet he found himself on the backside of the desert taking care of a flock of sheep and it was a time for him to get up time for him to stand time for him to help reach Israel for deliverance it was Paul that was trained I know there's others in the Bible. I could go through a list of people, but when Paul's training, think about this. We don't like to think about the struggle in training, but that's a part of it. I know when you lift weights, it doesn't feel good. You push yourself a little bit further. You're lifting weights. You're pushing on things, and, and there's a, some friction against it, and it, sometimes you sweat, and sometimes you have a little pain. I also heard people say that when they lift weights, no pain, no gain. I don't know if that's the case or not, but I know I've had a lot of pain. I guess I was doing a whole lot of gain. 
But you see, Paul, he was saying in 2 Corinthians 11, 23 through 30, he was in a building process. Even before, even before he came to the Lord and the Lord on the way to Damascus blinded his eyes, he was in a, he was in a time of conditioning his life. He didn't understand it. He didn't know everything about it. But when God uh, gave him that word of, and led him out of the place where he was at, uh, it says here in the book of 2 Corinthians, he went through a process. He went through some hard struggles, uh, but it was all about lifting the weights. He was in the gym. It says here in chapter 11, verse 23, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant uh, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths oft. Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day have I been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers." in perils of mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness, in painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, beside those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Who is weak and am not I weak? Who is offended, and I burn not? If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern my infirmities. He was trained for that hour. He was trained for such a time as that. And he did great exploits of reaching souls and touching people's lives. And though, and through it all, through all of these struggles and through all of the hardships and the problems that came his way, he did not give up his faith in God, but he allowed it to strengthen him. He allowed it to strengthen him for the next trial, for the next test, because there is a great outpouring and a great work that is going to be done. In this prophecy, it said that great things will happen in the end time. His spirit will be poured out, but for such a time as this, Landmark, you have been selected by the Almighty God put you in the gym to be able to lift the weights and get yourself conditioned because there's great things ahead of the church of the living God and we're going to be a part of it and we are a part of it. Amen. Amen. To bring forth these results, he had to be conditioned. And in 1 Corinthians 9, 23 through 27, Paul had to be conditioned in this manner for him to bring forth some results. And this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be partaker thereof with you. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all but one receiveth the prize? So run that ye may obtain, and every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown but we an incorruptible I therefore so run not as uncertainty so fight I not as one that beateth just the air but I keep my under my body and bring it into subjection lest that by any means when I have preached to others I myself should be a castaway Paul brought forth great 
results through the power of God. God used him to reach souls. God used him to minister to people's lives. God used him to bring people out of the fiery flames of hell. And we find here today that there is a need for us as landmark worship center, not just to just survive on our own, to keep our nose above water, just treading water, but for us to be strong enough to survive the onslaught of the ways of this world and also have the strength to keep others from drowning and save their soul through the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. How do we become strengthened? How do, how do we get conditioned? And it's just a few that came to my mind. By continuing to walk in faith when it looks like it's too bleak, it looks like there's no hope ahead. How much do you trust the word of God? Trust when you don't feel him or hear him. When he seems like he's a miles and miles away from you, keep trusting in the word of God. Keep believing that his word is going to come to pass. I don't know of any other greater place to be a part of than the church of the living God. The ways of the world are going to fail. The ways and the thinking of the world is going to fail. The ways of the antichrist are going to fail but I'm here to tell you today that the church is rising there is a strengthening of the body of Christ a strengthening we're conditioned we're being conditioned by God we're being conditioned by God how do we condition and strengthen ourselves through trusting and believing when God doesn't seem to be answering our prayers when I read this prophecy, there are prayers that God has answered. There's other prayers that he hasn't answered yet, but I do know that he's going to answer them in his timing and in his way, and I trust him with everything. I know that when he answers, it's, it's going to be right, but it's a matter of us continuing to trust in the Lord when he doesn't answer our prayers right away and continue to believe the Lord. Stand in faith. Stand in your faith. Don't lose your faith. God is on our side. He's on our side. Amen. Another way is standing on the word of God. When the world is mocking this book right here, they don't understand that they're mocking the, the, the owner's manual of our lives. They're mocking the will of God. They're mocking power here. This is not just pages and ink on pages. There is life in this book. The word of God, I gotta get it inside of me. I gotta get it in me so much that I believe it no matter what anybody else says or anybody else does. The world can mock me. The world can call it a fairy tale and say, why do you keep going to church like that? I tell you why I go to church, because I know a God that I can experience and feel his presence. And even if I don't feel him, I know that he's truthful and he's not going to lie to me through his word. I strengthen myself every time I pick up the word of God and read it. I get another word, another word from scripture. Amen. There are times that I've read scriptures time and time and over and over and over again. And then I read it again and I get a new touch from the Lord, a new thought, a new revelation from the word of God. It's not just the fact that I'm just trying to get a revelation. I just need the word of God. Amen. I need God to speak to me. I need God to show me the way. 
Amen. So how do you strengthen yourself? Put the word of God in your heart. Live by it. Walk in it. Amen. Read it. Don't just trust the pastor to preach or the preacher to preach behind the pulpit or the teacher to teach you that. And we want you to trust that. But you've got to get down into it yourself. You've got to take this book and read it. You've got to put it in you. You've got to believe it. You've got to walk in it. You've got to trust it. Amen. That's how you strengthen your life. When the world is saying there's chaos and struggle and problems, what God's saying is there is hope. Trust in me. You're in the gymnasium. You're being strengthened and conditioned. How do you strengthen yourself? Amen. By being faithful to God's house by being faithful to absorb the preaching and teaching of God's word. The Bible says in Hebrews 10 and 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. We're in that time and more than ever before, we need to be in the house of God we need to walk in his presence. We need to connect with the word of God. Amen. How do you strengthen yourself? Being faithful to God's house. Keep the word in you. Keep believing. Keep trusting. Faith cometh by hearing. I had a dream not too long ago, and I mentioned a little bit to you, and talking about God speaking to us in a hotel room in Kansas City, Missouri with my brother, we were going to work on a house the next day and, and evidently there was something happening there in a hotel and in the middle of the night I had a dream that I was surrounded by you all I was surrounded by the church and I kept feeling like there was a man and woman that was trying to reach into my chest and pull my heart out and they were reaching for my ears trying to take my ears off where I couldn't hear and I kept fighting them. And I kept fighting it, fighting it, and pushing it away. And I, I just kept fighting against it, but there was just a smirky grin on their face as I was fighting against them. And I woke up out of a dead sleep, and I told my brother, I said, come on, come on, Steve, we got to pray. Amen. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't go to church at this time, but I tell you one thing, he kicked his prayer gears and gear and he started praying. We started praying in that hospital room. We started praying in that hotel right there that night and the power of God began to break some things. I slept like a baby after that. I felt the power of darkness destroyed that night. I don't know all the meaning behind it, but I believe it goes along with what is happening right here in the prophecy that is being said to the church. There is a world that is trying to take your heart. There is a world that is trying to take your ears so you can't hear and have faith. The Lord said, when I come back to the earth, am I going to find faith on the earth? Well, if our ears, we're not listening, we have ears and don't listen, then our faith is going to struggle. Is God going to find faith upon the earth? Yes, he will. Whether it's for me, from me or somebody else, he will find faith. But I tell you what I'm going to believe, he's going to find it in me. I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to live in it. I'm going to walk in faith. I'm going to stand in faith. Amen. We can't let the heaviness of this hour keep us out of the house of God. Can I hear an amen? Oh, that's got to have an amen. We can't let the heaviness of this hour 
control us. We cannot let the heaviness of this hour hold us back. We're just in the gym. We're preparing for a great and mighty wave of the Spirit of God that he has promised to come upon this earth. And the church is going to be the recipient of the souls that are one. Amen. God has a plan. He has a plan. He has a plan. Don't let the pandemic rock you to sleep with fear. Don't be unwise, but don't don't let it rock you to sleep with fear. How about prayer? A prayer altar is a good place to get some conditioning in the spirit. Not just prayer, but prayer every day. Prayer every day. There is a heavy lifting that takes place in prayer. Some powers of darkness are cast down. Strongholds are destroyed by a church that knows how to get on an altar and pray. Amen. Some powerful things happen in prayer. We've got to exercise our weights here today in prayer. In a relationship, we've got to build that relationship so strong in God that nothing can hold us back. We've got to walk in the Spirit not just walk in the spirit when we come into the house of God. We've got to walk in the spirit when we're on the job, when we're in the store, when we're at school, wherever we're at. We need to walk in the spirit, exercise the working of the muscles of the spirit. You see, sometimes we, in this struggle, in this struggle, I have not doubted God in any way but there's been a lot of questions I've had in my mind. But when I start understanding the struggle that we're going through, we pray, God, we trust you to answer prayer. But when we, when we feel that, that touch of God, and we, sometimes we don't even know where God's at. But we've got to build trust to the point where in this end time, when the world is want to, wanting to destroy the church and keep us from worshiping and keep us from calling upon the name of Jesus. I think the world is afraid of the name of Jesus and I think the world is afraid of a church that worships in the spirit and in truth. I think the world view is afraid of these things because they know that the church that is believing the truth of the word of God is the only thing that is holding this world back from total destruction. Salt of the earth salt of the earth the church is salt of the earth but you know it brought me to that understanding that God I know that if I pray a prayer and you answer it I thank you for it but God if I pray and I find myself in a valley somewhere I'm still going to thank you for it because when it's all said and done it's all victory for the church (laughs) When God takes us from this earth, it's not the end. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning when we enter into eternity with the Lord. And what a beautiful blessing that is going to be. I think about those that have passed on from this life. 
They've been in their mountaintop experiences. They've been in their valleys. They've been in their, their victories. They've been in their struggle. But yet through it all, they trusted in God. Amen. Brother Ayers, I know your mother, she trusted in God. She'd been through a mountain. She'd been through her valleys. But now she's got the new beginning in her life. Amen. I think about others that have stepped on beyond this life. But they learn how to trust and have faith in God. They were conditioned for the hour that they lived in, but we are blessed to be conditioned for this hour. We're going to see great and mighty things, and I believe that we don't need to just keep pushing it down the road and saying it's going to happen. It's going to happen. No, it's happening right now. It's happening right now, and it's for such a time as this. God is encouraging us with this. He is encouraging us with this word that he gave to the church. My precious children, I, wonder, I would say unto you today that I understand that you do not understand. I feel your confusion. I feel your heaviness. You have cried out to me, but many of the things that you have asked of me, I have denied. I understand that it is difficult for you. My call unto you today, my children, is to trust me. I am asking you to trust me. I have you in a spiritual gym. I'm adding weights to the barbell each day. This is not because I am an uncaring father, but because I'm a loving father. I know how strong your spiritual muscles must be to endure these last days. So I add more weights to the barbell. Your faith muscles must exert and become stronger to fight and to stand in this day when the spirit of the Antichrist is exponentially increasing every day. The war is raging, my children, and I am preparing you to become victors. Do not despise the process that I'm putting you through. I am causing you to lift heavy weights every time that you lift the weight and declare my word in spite of how you feel. Your faith grows. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. So I urge you to bathe yourself every day in my word. Cling to my word. Speak in my word in spite of what you see and your faith will grow. You will not only make it through these last days, but you will be strong and will do, ex do exploits that says that we will survive and we will also reach others. I must not pamper you. I must not coddle you, but I must train you. My coming is nigh, even at the door, yet before I come, there will be a great outpouring of my spirit. I'm preparing you to bear the weight of my glory. There's a lot to be said there. I'm preparing you to bear the weight of my glory. Stand against these evil spirits that come against you. My children, although I allow heaviness upon the inhabitants of the earth, this day I am raising you up, for I am training you. It's not weeks months, years from now. God is raising us up now. Now. Keep training. Keep keep conditioning. Now I ask you when I come, will I find faith on the earth? The enemy is trying to sever your faith for that is your lifeline to me. Whatever you must do, do not allow that to happen. Cling to my word. Cling to me like never before.
I am requiring blind faith from you. Blind faith. When you walk in darkness, still trust in the light of my promises. Be patient. My children, I love you for an everlasting love. I love you so much that I am training you to stand and to trust in the process of my plan. Sister Burke was talking about love today. He does this because he loves us. He's a good father. And in the times you go in your mountaintop experiences, it's easy to live for God there. When we go through the valleys, you got to understand, he's still there also. There's a song that, that says that he's the God on the mountain and he's still the God in the valley. I'd like for us to stand here today. I don't know if you know this song, but I'm going to sing it here just a little few lines here. And it goes like this. Life is easy when you're up on the mountain and you've got peace of mind like you've never known. But then things change and you're down in the valley. Don't lose faith for you're never alone. For the God on the mountain is still God in the valley. When things go wrong He'll make them right. The God of good times is still God in the bad times. The God of the day is still God in the night. Another verse goes like this. You talk of faith when you're up on that mountain. Oh, but talk comes so easy when life's at its best. Oh, but it's down in the valley of trials and temptations because that's when faith is really put to the test. You see, God is God on the mountain and he's also God in the valley. When things go wrong, God's not left you. He'll make them all right. The God of good times is still God in the bad times. The God of the day is still God in the night. He's conditioning us. It's easy to live for God in the mountains. But when we're in the valley and we're saying, where is God? We've got to trust in him because he's here for us. When we're in the, the daytime, it's easy to live for God. When we're in the darkness and trying to find our way, we're wondering as we trip over everything in life, where is God? But understand, he's not just God on the mountain. He's God in the valley. He's not just God in the good times. He's God in the bad times also. He's not just God in the daytime. He's God in the darkness. 
And God here today is reaching out to us to let us know, I've got this. Trust in me. Strengthen yourself. There's great things that are happening right now that you might not see, you might not understand. He's denied us some prayer requests being answered, but he's got a purpose behind it. He's strengthening our faith. He's strengthening our trust. He's strengthening us in the body of Christ. Oh, God, you are here and you're with us at all times. We will stand upon your word. We will stand by faith in you because you're God at all times and you're God right now. You're God right now. I'd like for you to come to this altar today. Lift your hands up to the Lord. I want you to reaffirm to God that God, I believe in you. God, I trust in you. Exercise your faith. You can't exercise your faith unless there's a little bit of pain. Unless there's a little bit of trial. Unless there's a little bit of trust that comes forth in those times of believing when it looks like all is lost. When you see God come through, it builds your faith. When you hear the prayers go forth for somebody or even ourselves that are sick, and then God begins to bring forth healing upon us, what does that do to your faith? It increases your faith. Even so, in the times that God has answered, but in the times when he has not answered, it seems, but he is answering because he's faithful to his word. Lift your hands of praise and thanks unto the Lord. No matter where you're at, if you're on a mountaintop today, thank him. But if you're in a valley and things don't seem to be going right, lift your hands worship him he's trying to show you that I have my hand upon this I've got this I'm going to take care of this there's great things for the church in this hour let's praise him right now hallelujah